I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Rowdy Roddy Piper. 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 Rowdy Roddy Roddy You know they say a mind is a terrible thing to waste. But what would happen if one man filled another's with the scariest films of all time? <laughs> Who are you talking to? <clears throat> no, nothing. Ready to watch some movies? Aw, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Matt Make Zach Watch Horror Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Zach. I made him watch a horror movie. What did we watch this week, Zach? They live. They live while we sleep. What was your familiarity with this John Carpenter classic? I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. <laughs> and I'm all out of bubblegum. That, so that's it. That's it. I didn't even know John Carpenter did this. <laughs> until like... I think on our Halloween episode we talked about it. Or maybe the thing. We've done a lot of Carpenter already. <laughs> and I'm for it. Yes. All Carpenter all the time. He's great. He is. doesn't make a bad movie. Well, no. he did make some bad movies. But for the most part, he doesn't make bad movies. Nothing but amazing. Also, happy Friday the 13th. Happy Friday the 13th and to you too, Zach. For listeners, happy 2020. This is the first episode Woo. of the year. Yeah, yeah, kicking it off right. Yeah. So I take it this means you liked the movie? I mean, even if it was bad, I would just knowing just John Carpenter did it, I would be like, John Carpenter, I'm going to love it. Oh, I'm going to challenge you soon. <laughs> Go for it. I love everything bad from people I like. Right. <laughs> I was going to say a really mean joke. What? I was like, that's going to be, a, that's why I like all your Instagram posts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am trash. It's okay. <laughs> but, but that was just because I saw the joke. Not, that's yeah, not no, true. That's good. That's a good one. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Cut out the part where we explain it. Just put the joke in. <laughs> Or keep it all in. Could be more fun that way. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, John Carpenter. I, I don't want to say this is my favorite movie because <laughs> as a movie, it wasn't my favorite. But the themes, the idea, yeah. and it, all the one-liners. Also, it might be like the most watchable in a way. Like I could put this back on right now and watch it again. It could. Be, it would be a good like put it on during a party movie where mm-hmm. like the volume's turned down way low and you're kind of just every now and then just like oh yeah, yeah that's a good part guys watch this watch this fight scene <laughs> that bitch in heat yeah <laughs> and then you go back to your drinks and whatever you're talking about like, yeah and that's sometimes that's what you want John Carpenter just uh, he's it. still my favorite <laughs> top of the game every John Carpenter movie <laughs> every one I've seen three out of three I should say this was actually a first watch for me too I oh, really, was it yeah this is it's like Texas Chainsaw where I'm like it is so much like a part of like pop culture and like genre film stuff yeah. like it's been parodied a lot it's been like quoted in a lot of ways mm. so I felt like I'd seen it like I'm a big Shepard Fairy fan his whole brand is based off of the signs in this movie. Mm. He's the obey guy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw their word for it. The cripple fight on South Park. That's just a recreation of this fight scene. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's fan. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Where Timmy and Jimmy fight. Yeah. It is shot for shot. The scene, the fight scene from they live. It- <sighs> <laughs> the second you said that it all clicked 
I think they even say stuff like, I didn't want to fight you, Jimmy. I didn't want to fight you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the adults are just being terrible. Oh, my God. But I already regret saying that word, and I apologize to everyone's ears. But, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because I literally said in in an episode before how, like, uh, is Simpsons how you grew up with Simpsons, but I grew up with South Park. So, like, the second you said that, I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, South Park for me is kind of, like, hit or miss. But Mm -hmm. when they hit, like, stuff like that, it's, like, A+. (laughs) Right out of the ballpark. Home run. Thank you, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Just two children beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> the way that Rowdy Roddy Piper and Keith David. Do. Yeah. All right. Now that we've established we both like this movie, yeah. uh, we should jump into it. Yeah. So the movie opens with that sweet, sweet bass line. I, boom, boom. That was the one thing that I wasn't the biggest fan of. I got tired of that you bass know, it's okay to be wrong sometimes, and I'm glad you could admit that. <laughs> I am wrong about that. You're right. It was a great, great baseline, but you told it was over and you, over again. You promised me synths, so I was. It was there. It would. That's not the not synths I was theme, wanting. So, yeah, it's a little. It's a little more subtle. Cause on like it's a lower budget movie, <laughs> a lot of time. Cause like on the car ride over, we we're talking about Christine. In that, in that theme. Okay, but Christine is literally John Carpenter's best score. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. Yeah, but so that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, we were talking about that, so I was hyped up for synth I'm music. I'm sorry. Yeah, I let you down. I It's so, there. There are synthesizers, but... <laughs> it was, like, more in the background. It yeah. Was just that, but it was very well themed because... Rowdy Roddy Piper was just the lone wanderer. Oh yeah, he's the man with no name. He's Usagi Ojimbo. He's you know like yeah, his name right. is Nada. He's Straight good. from uh, this movie is based on a short story called Eight O'clock in the Morning that was later turned into a comic book. No, oh. uh, where the character is called Nada. So he just kind of rolls into town and observes all uh, the excess of the city. This is why I love films because it's just like makes me want to be cool and do things yeah because he was walking around with his big old backpack with his hands just like kind of in his pockets just walking around looking around i was like the most glorious mullet Uh i was like (laughs) i want to grow that millet i want to get a big old backpack i want to walk around with my hands in my pockets yeah (laughs) and a toothpick in his mouth too I would also like to be Nada. <laughs> yeah. It's just, and especially because it starts raining and everybody has their like umbrellas and he's just walking like, around. I'm too cool for umbrellas. <laughs> but even that, like Carpenter's attention to detail is crazy because all the rich people have umbrellas and all the poor people have cardboard boxes. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, like we were, we're struggling with this. I'm just going to let everybody know. We're going to try not to get too political. Uh. But uh, this movie's pretty overtly political, so it's hard not to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can touch on, like, the themes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not very political just in general, so it's not that hard for me. Right. But a lot of the themes of consumerism and stuff, me being a minimalist exactly. and all that. Exactly, yeah. That I'm not going to try to get too preachy about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. But especially this movie is just so upfront with it Yeah, that it would be a disservice to this movie not to let it come up a little bit it's like, part of it yeah i also want to get this out of the way up front too i've mentioned this before john carpenter has fought nazis over this movie he's a hero yeah 
people tweeted at him that like oh so this movie it's secretly about like the jewish conspiracy theory and he just tweeted back like oh you're a bigot get fucked don't watch my movie <laughs> that's not an exact quote but that was the sentiment he, he just sends a <laughs> gif of kurt russell going fuck you too i hope so <laughs> That'd be so good. so if you think this movie is about anything else you're wrong <laughs> This is one of the few movies that John Carpenter has actually like talked about like mm-hmm. what it means cuz normally like when people like literally there's a shot a video of him talking about the thing and in the shot they're just like so what is the thing about and he's like uh the thing you see the thing is about an alien in Antarctica and these guys have to fight it but can become anyone and they're like <laughs> but what are the themes and he's like they kill it with fire (laughs) and then they go to like david cronenberg who's like well the psychosexual analytics of the fly really play in you know speaking of one-liners roddy roddy piper rowdy roddy piper (laughs) (laughs) obey matt obey Uh, so he's uh in town it looks like i don't know if they ever say what city they're in but it seems to be la they did say west coast so i think okay yeah I mean, they definitely filmed in L.A., even if that's not necessarily what it's supposed yeah. to be. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper said West Coast yeah. at some point. So so he's out there looking for work. He's homeless. Uh, he finds work. Uh, the foreman is very re- reluctant to hire him for some reason. <laughs> Just like a dick. This is a union job. Yeah. And I like that he's like, he looks at all the other dudes and he's like, they're not union. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, he finds work. He meets Keith David after finally getting hired on this job. And both of them are just sweaty and shirtless, making eyes at each other. Keith David wasn't. He was in a tank top. Oh, you're right. And he was making eyes at Rowdy yeah. Roddy Piper. They're both looking good. <laughs> They're snacks. <laughs> what year is this again? I think this is 87. 88. I was close. <laughs> so uh, Keith David reaches out to rowdy roddy and says like hey you know i i'm kind of living job to job on the streets too sending money back to my family if you want to come with me i've been staying at like a homeless settlement uh like like a, like a tent city and um they do food the people there have set up like houses uh so they go and they check it out and it's, it's really nice and good fucking guy john carpenter stands by what he believes in that was actually a homeless settlement hmm um they hired real homeless people specifically because he was like if we're making a movie about homeless people we need to give to that community so they all got paychecks to be extras Uh and all that food was like real food and they had access to craft services and so and like they had to like give them like blankets and coats and stuff because they were on set and it got cold john carpenter yeah they had so they got like taken care of for a week he was like that's the right thing to do yeah which is awesome that is awesome. Yeah. John Carpenter. He's a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> is great. Yeah. There's more and more reasons to love John Carpenter. There's like an infinite supply of them, my dude. <laughs> Keep them coming. All right. <laughs> From there, he notices that the people running the homeless camp uh, keep going into this church and like talking about stuff and being suspicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so rowdy roddy starts uh like spying on him and he hears them he goes into the church where there's always singing for some reason turns out it's just a recording he almost gets caught but the guy who almost catches him is blind and says i can tell you're a, a good person you should join up 
And he's like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, he also very conveniently tripped over something and fell into the panel door leading well, to all the boxes. That. Yeah. <laughs> You're just describing movie logic now, Zach. <laughs> but yeah, and then, uh, then while he's spying on them later. Yeah, you know, um, something that totally doesn't happen in the real world at all and isn't political in any way and has no real message. Uh, the LAPD raid the homeless camp and beat and kill people. <laughs> And mm-hmm. destroy all their homes. Yeah. They just like came in with the bulldozer and wiped it away. Yeah. I don't want to be political. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's in this movie. Yeah. So and then, it's uh, pretty explicit. <laughs> yeah. Very on the nose. Yeah. And then Rowdy 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 Piper. Uh, <laughs> as he's running away, he sees they're specifically targeting the guys he saw earlier. Yeah, the heads of the camp are all in the church. Yeah. And then he gets away and comes back and finds the secret stash of boxes. Yeah. Finds the sunglasses. Yeah. Those are some sweet shades also. Like, side note, mm-hmm. outside of their magic powers, six shades, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Rocking them. You're looking good. The mullet that tucked into high-waisted jeans uh, button-up you got going, you're looking good, Rowdy. <laughs> you know, the... Uh, the thickness of the glasses really even out the mullet. It's true. It balances. It's 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 asymmetrical but balanced, like a good composition. The, the second he put on those glasses, there was a balance in the force. <laughs> when he took them off, there was a disturbance. <laughs> but yeah, he puts on the glasses. Yeah, and he starts seeing the world as it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I know actually in the short story, I guess his character gets broken from hypnosis there are no glasses hmm. i did not know that until this morning i just assumed like oh what a genius way of like oh it's just a little thing keep in your pocket it's like magic it's magic, yeah. you know now in the story everyone is just hypnotized and he's the only person who's broken out of the hypnosis huh which is also cool yeah i guess sunglasses are a better way to visualize it yeah it's it's a little easier i think in a movie like i know yeah. carpenter has talked a lot about like we had to make stuff a little bit more like, oh, I buy that. Yeah. When you actually see it, it could look a little ridiculous. Like also in the story, they're like, um, like snake people. <laughs> but yeah, he puts the sunglasses on. The the All billboards, billboards say, say like obey. obey. I love um, the money says this is your god. Yeah, that <laughs> I freaking love that. Yeah. Uh, what were some other ones? The uh, marry and reproduce. Yeah man consume yeah consume oh it's so good so yeah, good. and somewhere shepherd fairy was just like this is my shit <laughs> hell yeah because <laughs> i i vaguely i just know like the obey right like i thing. mean that's that's like the iconic thing yeah from this movie because the the guy that does that stuff i think i've seen because I mean, that's it's his pretty brand, popular the, right the shirts with the red outlining yeah it's, with the it used to be uh Andre the Giant's got a posse, but then they got sued by Andre the Giant, so he changed mm. it to Obey. That's amazing. <laughs> when he was just like a graffiti artist, like making yeah. t-shirts. I mean, I do find it really ironic that I love Shepard Fairy, so I'm not like mm. trying to talk shit. Yeah. I almost think this is his plan with this line, but it's also why like I don't buy it. 
<laughs> because it's kind of become, it's become like this consumerist yeah. culture like but I mean, like he's that. also undercutting it yeah but like taking it from this movie and making it this insanely popular and expensive clothing yeah. brand is both like oh man fuck you and also like that's genius yeah <laughs> like the, the second you started like saying that i was like oh yeah that's pretty yeah that's pretty I mean, good I, I love shepherd fairy so like again i'm not talking shit i'm just like i don't know how i feel about it yeah that's cool yeah yeah, and then he starts uh, as well with the billboards. He starts. He sees his first alien. Yes. Oh, it's so good. The, I love the design of that alien. Yeah, it is so good. Yeah. It, uh, and it, it's all black and white with sunglasses on. Yes. Which is cool. The alien, um, apparently, just some rubber and some ping pong balls. Ping this, pong yeah, balls? that's the eyes. That's they just amazing. cut them. Drew on chart with sharpies. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, all of the aliens, by the way, well, almost all of them, including most of the women, played by uh, Jeff Amata, who is also the stunt and fight coordinator for this movie. Oh, and male ghoul. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what they call the aliens, I guess. So. But uncredited, he is almost all of them. <laughs> because there's also female ghoul. I think any time that there's two in a shot together, it's not him. Okay. Well, one of them isn't him. Yeah. So. That's but crazy. like the old lady, like in the the store with your favorite line, uh, that's Jeff Amata probably. So, <laughs> so yeah, then he goes into a store and it's also apparently the most expensive shot in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Cause everything at like the billboards and stuff, they just edited it in later as like matte paintings. Oh, that's cool. Um, but the store they couldn't fake cause he has to walk through the store and so they shot all the stuff without the glasses and then had to uh, print and relabel every product in the store, which took like a day and a half just to do. Yeah. And is also super expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> and that scene gives all the one liners like in one oh, shot. <laughs> they're so good. Apparently, John Carpenter was trying to come up with fun one-liners and a lot of them he did, but a lot of them he just went to Piper and was like, Hey man, you're a professional wrestler. Like you have to talk trash. Like, how do you do that? Do you guys have writers? And like now they kind of do, but like in the eighties he was just like, Oh no, I just have this notebook mm -hmm. and he just opened it up and it was all like trash talking <laughs> one-liners. He was like, That's yeah, we should crazy. use this for the movie. That's, That's where the most iconic line of this movie comes from is from Roddy Roddy Piper's notebook. <laughs> And I assume the lines in this part. <laughs> Could you read them off, please? Because I know you're so excited to. So uh, I don't know if people can figure it out or not, but at the end of every episode, <laughs> I say a quote from the movie. It just kind of happened in the first episode and I kept doing it. So I while we're watching the movie, I usually write down ones that I might want to say at the end. I got a stack full for this movie. <laughs> As you should. So I'm just going to spit off a few like as we go along, you know, like in this grocery store scene, you know, <laughs> you look like your head fell in cheese dip back in 1957. <laughs> this one real fucking ugly. <laughs> you, you're fine. <laughs> you, you're fine. But this one real fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, like, no one in this movie is like, holy shit, aliens. They're just, like, immediately like, oh, man, fuck this. <laughs> Ugly. Yeah, I am ready to, to just wreck shop. <laughs> I'm tired of your ugly faces. Yes. 
And then she talks into a watch, the uh, yeah. the one whose head got dipped in cheese. <laughs> Back in 1957. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're fine, but this one, real, real fucking, fucking ugly. ugly. <laughs> this movie is fucking great. Literally, when that happened, you turned to me and was like, yeah, this is where this movie it goes from good to great. Yeah. Because <laughs> it did. <laughs> Like I knew about like the fights and like the look of the aliens, but I didn't know all the one. I thought yeah. there were going to be like three like action movie yeah. one liners, and instead he speaks exclusively in one liners from this point onward. <laughs> Pretty much, because uh, from there he runs and like cops get him, beats up the cops who are aliens, yeah. takes their guns, and while he's on the run, he goes into a bank and everybody like freezes because. He's just loaded with like a shotgun. Yeah, he took the guns from the cops he yeah. murdered. <laughs> Who are aliens, so it's yes, fine. Yeah. I do like that touch in this movie that like they don't kill innocent people, they yeah. only kill aliens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he runs into the bank. Everybody's like, what the fuck? Because yeah. he's got guns and sunglasses, so it looks like he's about to rob the place. And then he realizes almost everyone is an alien. Yeah, and he just goes, I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. And then just blast so the place good. up. And then <laughs> as he's blasting the place up, another one of my favorites, <laughs> he turns to one alien in the corner who's like talking to his watch, like describing him. Yeah. And he just whips his head and goes, Mama don't like no tattletales. And yes. at him. <laughs> Mama don't like no tattletales. <laughs> I am in love with this movie, dude. It's so good. Like, I want to make out with this movie. It's so good. I want to take this movie to dinner first, Matt. I want to hold its hands. I want to buy it some flowers. <laughs> you know, see where the night goes. Yeah. Take it slow. Toss off a few one-liners. You know how it is. <laughs> You're not real fucking ugly, but this one. This one's real, real fucking ugly. <laughs> You, you're fine. <laughs> so then the alien teleports. So now we know they've got teleporting tech, which is cool. Mm. Um, they get they, they explain j just enough, like not yeah. how it works, but that they have it. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, before before it becomes important, they show you. Yeah, how it works. They set it up and then pay it off later. Yeah, which is like perfect. Yeah, John Carpenter makes good movies. Yeah. John Carpenter yeah. is the best. Yeah. So then uh, Rowdy Roddy runs into a garage and takes a hostage. Mm -hmm. But I like that, again, like he, it kind of reminds me of um, the way uh, Baby Axe and Baby Driver, how he's mm. like, I'm not here to hurt anyone. I'm just uh, doing a thing that needs to be done. Yeah. So if you're calm, I'll be calm. Yeah. We're all good. You know, like gives the lady back her purse. Like in this, he's like, ma'am, I'm going to need you to give me a ride. I do have a gun, <laughs> but uh, everything's going to be fine. You know? Like, yeah. And then, like, after, I just realized, too, second he takes off sunglasses, I'm too high for this shit. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Tim was right all along. Yes. Every movie, they're too high for yes. this shit. Yeah, and I, I like that, too, how he's just like, what? Oh, I don't want to deal yeah. with this. <laughs> Again, not like, oh, my God, aliens exist. How do I reckon with this knowledge and what it means for the uh, world? Now just... I got to kill them all. Oh, fuck, <laughs> man. Fine. <laughs> I guess I'll keep spinning one-liners. <laughs> if I have to. 
Real fucking ugly. <laughs> He's writing his little notebook, like in yeah. between. <laughs> this um, lady, though, pretty calm and cool and collected. I know. Pretty, ni- pretty pretty. She has very nice eyes. So, <laughs> yeah. She and she's just like, "Hey, man. Yeah, you got a gun. I don't care. Just like tell me what to do." <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even know, man. Yeah. And so she goes get to get a drink. And she like reverse Toby Hoopered it because <laughs> the second he walks over, she just spins, smacks him with the bottle, shatters, knocks him out, out the, window. the window. The reverse Toby Hooper. Fun fact. Uh, the first like three takes of that, the prop bottle didn't smash. Oh, so he no. just got hit in the head with a bottle. Because oh, no. if they smash, I mean, they probably don't feel good, but they don't really like hurt yeah. you but if they don't break you just got hit in the head yeah by blunt <laughs> three times <laughs> Jeez. did uh rowdy roddy do all of his own stunts I'm he did his own fights the stunt double i was just watching something over on uh cinefix seven mm. facts you didn't know about uh they live uh and they pointed out apparently his stunt double in this was um one of harrison ford's uh indiana jones stunt doubles oh they did not give his name though unfortunately it's a good so. thing they're they weren't snake people in this. Right? <laughs> Doesn't have time for snakes. Uh-huh. Snakes. He he hates them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a quick sidebar here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go on. Zach and I once got drunk and went on oh the Indiana God. Jones ride at Disneyland. Because we both love Disneyland no, and no, no, Indiana no. Jones. That that's Oh no, we it were starts, both drunk. It starts Zach was drunk. It starts at Carthay Circle. <laughs> yes. Where we all we're just we we got a drink. Mm-hmm. We each got a drink. <laughs> and then everybody's like, I got an Irish coffee, so it's hot, so I'm not gonna drink it all right away. I'm sipping on it. And all of a sudden everybody's like, Oh, we gotta go. We got fast passes. Well, guess I gotta chug my drink now. So I'm feeling it. <laughs> Nobody else is. <laughs> And then we go right Indiana Jones. Zach is like, I gotta sit next to Matt. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> cool. In a group of like eight people, yeah. I'm like, I gotta sit next to Matt. I, I gotta sit by the door and I gotta sit next to Matt. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. He doesn't know it yet, but we're gonna start a podcast one day. <laughs> and when it got to the point where the snake oh, lunged, no. I, I was like dead face the whole time. Yes. Just like, like looked like you were like asleep. I was like, <laughs> Oh, I guess Zach just, I don't know. Like I have big shoulders. Maybe he wants to take a nap. I'm fluffy. <laughs> I don't know what his plan was, but all right. And then we get to the snake and Zach has a moment of awakening <laughs> and just turns to me wide eyed <laughs> and goes, I'll protect you, Matt. <laughs> and then it went back to just being and then just went back to sleep <laughs> so he had chosen to ride next to me just for that moment just because he knew deep down mm. a year from now we will have a podcast <laughs> not about indiana jones but we will reference indiana jones and snakes and we need this moment for that no matt because i knew only I could save you from the snake. <laughs> <laughs> because I was I was saving all that energy to save you from there the snake. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's what happened. <laughs> that's my sidebar. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a good story. It's a great story. Every single time we ride Danny at Jones, we just remember that memory now. <laughs> I just yell, I'll protect you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> when we ride Indiana Jones, I'll say that. I'll be like, I'll protect you, Matt. <laughs> and then I'll, be, I'll point at the snake and go, this one, real fucking ugly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just a very confused child two rows behind us. <laughs> Mom, what's happening? <laughs> I don't know, son. I don't know. <laughs> so it's podcast folk again. <laughs> but we're here. So I'm yes. glad they live. We watched a movie that wasn't Indiana Jones the Ride. <laughs> Which we got to because the stunt double. Yes. So uh Rowdy Roddy just reverse Toby yeah, Hooper knows the, the cops window. are coming now, so he just books it out mm-hmm. and he tracks down uh Keith David, the only man he feels he can trust. Mm. But he did also murder two cops. <laughs> so Keith David is And like, a bunch of people in right, the bank. Just people it's to everyone else, just people in a bank. Literally Keith David, the second he sees him goes, nope, How many nope, people did you kill? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. But good guy, Heath David, he's like, hey, look, man, I know you had your reasons. I talked to him. Uh, I managed to get them to give me your check. So I got the cash for you. Just take it and go. Yeah. In an alleyway, like later. Yeah. Because I like that, like, Keith David is in a lot of ways already awoken Mm -hmm. in ways that Roddy isn't in this movie. Like, Rowdy Roddy is just like, hey, man, you know, you keep your head down and you work hard. We can all get to the top. Yeah, we have to trust the government, America. They know what they're doing. And Keith David's like, bitch, please. (laughs) Like, no. (laughs) Get out of here. So I'm sure to him, it's like, hey, look, I'm sure you had your reason to have beef with the cops. They did try to murder us all last night. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to, like, turn you in, but just go. Yeah. Which I like. I think that's a good, like, a good character touch. Keith David, always a smart one. Yeah. And then this movie goes from good to great and now to fucking excellent. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, it it makes everyone's like top like top five fights of all time lists constantly. Anytime someone is like, this is the best fight ever. People always go like, but what about they live? Yeah. And they do it for a reason. Yeah. Uh, this fight scene is amazing. It is like six and a half minutes long. Jeff Imada choreographed the shit out of it Mm. and apparently like roddy and uh keith just worked like for like a week like every day for like four hours just getting everything perfect and it shows because it's awesome yeah the only thing john carpenter requested was like um make sure you talk to roddy first i want to get like these three specific wrestling moves in (laughs) because apparently because he couldn't because he can get cooler uh, John Carpenter is a huge wrestling fan <laughs> and was at like, I don't know what it was called then, but the equivalent of like Raw that mm-hmm. year and met Roddy Roddy Piper and was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Damn it. <laughs> uh, yes. Roddy, met Roddy, Roddy Piper and was just like, oh man, you're like my favorite wrestler. You want to be in my movie? Do you think if we ever see John Carpenter, could we be like, man, you're my, you're our favorite director. You want me on our podcast? I feel like he'd do it. <laughs> he seems cool. John, if you're listening, because I know you are, mm-hmm. uh, come on the podcast, please. please, please. But like, seriously, please, seriously, please. Like, like I know it sounds like we're joking, but please. I feel like it please. would it would be uh, that episode of SNL where Chris Farley interviews Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. and he just, hey, uh. You remember when you were in the Beatles? <laughs> that was really cool, right? <laughs> what is what what does Kurt Russell smell like? <laughs> you remember 
the thing with the dog and his face opens and it's like bah that was so cool that was oh man that was awesome yeah <laughs> you remember but seriously was Kurt Russell smelling <laughs> does his hair have the perfect amount of curl and bounce just like it does in the movies in real life <laughs> just Keith just Keith David always sound cool Keith David's mustache is beautiful as it is in movies as it is in person <laughs> tell us John please please <laughs> we're so close to just doing our george lucas impression right now um, john uh, if you could just um john can i have kurt russell's phone number <laughs> he's not still mad about not getting han solo is he <laughs> tell him i love him and i'm sorry and i want him to come back uh hey john uh i i, I need some cool some cool music for my star wars got you on a synth Oh, you just like hurt my heart that John Carpenter didn't score Star Wars. I mean, bow, now, bow, now, 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 now. <laughs> Perfect. Turn it up to spooky. Hell yeah. I really, there's these paintings. I don't know the artist, but he did like cyberpunk Star Wars painting oh, series. That's awesome. Now I just want like Star Wars, but like scored to like cyberpunk, yeah. like synth music. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. John Carpenter's Star Wars movie. He keeps saying John, like, I got one, I got another movie in me. Let me make it. What if it's a Star Wars? Okay. D- Bob Iger. <laughs> Give John Carpenter all the money to make. They're doing a like Star the corners of the, like, yeah. the Star Wars. Give him like a horror movie. Dude, dude, dude. <laughs> Bob <laughs> Bobby Iggy <laughs> Bob Iggy please please <laughs> mm. <laughs> I wish everyone at home could see Zach he's like bouncing in his chair with excitement <laughs> at just the idea I love Star Wars so much and now I love John Carpenter so much and now I want Star Wars horror by John Carpenter please Bob Iger please I got it John Carpenter's Darth Vader the movie <laughs> He's just like it's just a feature length version of that scene from Rogue One. You know, it's just um, uh, Luke as a kid walking home from school, and Darth, <laughs> Darth Vader is like in a speeder following kid him. Breaks his pumpkin, and you're like, "Why do they have pumpkins?" But then something <laughs> cool happens, and you don't care anymore. Darth Vader is just like trailing behind him, like, and Luke's like, "What the?" F-? <laughs> it's Obi Wan, Loomis. Oh my god. Skywalker, get your ass away from that. <laughs> Trust in the fault. <laughs> the Death Star shot it six times. We are way off, man. Hey, uh, hey, John. Uh, you want? You want? This is George Lucas here uh, on Matt Make Zach Watch Horror Movies. Do you want? You want to come do a Star War? Come on, John. Please. <laughs> it's me, George Lucas. Much like I'm not kidding about you being on our podcast, please make a Star Wars. Please. please. Here's $100 million. Go make a Star Wars. You see how much I'm shaking right now, John? I need this. You know what else we need to talk about? They live. So uh, yeah. he beats the shit out of Keith David, uh-huh. gets him to wear the glasses, and now they are two. Yes. And Keith David beat the shit out of him too. Yeah, they're they're both all beaten up mess, and they go I, get a hotel. Room. Yeah, I love that they're like it's not 
an action movie where like they're fine the next scene they're like (sighs) (sighs) even in the middle of the aliens in the middle of the fight like keith david like takes his bar he's like (gasps) (gasps) again so many things i feel like because like nerds make culture like movies and things Mm. must be pulling from this i feel like this and the raid are the main sources of inspiration for all of the fight scenes in the daredevil show because mm. daredevil's always tired like, too <sighs> yeah <sighs> so they're good. all breathing like me after an all-you-can-eat buffet <laughs> breathing like me after i think about john carpenter directing a star wars movie <laughs> but yeah so they get a hotel room and then they uh See the guy that was running the little tent city. Yeah. Who who's who's part of the people who make the sunglasses. All I could think of the whole time was the leader of the resistance is fat Jason Sudeikis. Like if I was Jason Sudeikis. Like, <laughs> you know. But that's what I will be calling him from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so fat Sudeikis recruits <laughs> Oh my god. You guys realize the hmm. sunglasses are the power of Bob. What? Bobby Shorts. Bedtime oh. Bobby. <laughs> All the other ones. Apparently I don't listen to our podcast <laughs> enough. And you were there. <laughs> Someone is just like, really, Matt? Really? <laughs> All of the Bobs. I got fan fictions. Crossovers. <laughs> You're just describing what I do in my spare time now. <laughs> Your sketchbook's just full of all yeah. the bobs. Throughout. So sunglasses are the power of the bob. Yes. Yes. Harness the force of bob for good. Yes. But yeah. So you meet. They meet up with the resistance. They get all. They got all the guns. They got a plan of attack. Yes, I like that they're just like normal people. Mm-hmm. Again, not beautiful action stars. That's kind of cool, especially like in this yeah. era of a movie. And it's like, yeah, I like it when the resistance is just normal Dudes. people. Yeah. Yeah, just normal dudes, dudes and dudes that yeah. dudettes. And then uh, Rowdy Roddy notices the the woman from earlier with the mm-hmm. crazy blue eyes. Yeah, because he uh, he left his glasses behind. Yeah, so she sees. Yeah, you didn't catch this. I saw it coming from a mile away. The twist at the end of this movie, because right there is when she's like, "No, no, no, the news station is clean. Trust me." I'm like, oh, "Don't trust her. Don't do it. Don't trust her." Yeah, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what they're they're trying to figure out the satellite. And somebody says like, oh, what about the satellites on top of blah, 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 news station? And she's like, I work there. It's fine. I checked it already. I was more like, man, why'd she have to come back? I want to watch Rowdy Roddy and Keith David having fun. Yes, <laughs> <Just> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. How much better is, is this movie if they check into that hotel room and then they're just like, get over here, you beautiful son of a bitch. <laughs> this movie's like a 10 right now. That makes it like a 22 out of 10. <laughs> Keith David walks over and he's like, who's this bitch? <laughs> I'm the bitch in heat. <laughs> 22 out of 10. <laughs> Oscars accolades greatest <laughs> film of all time. Sorry, I didn't mean that. to throw off your train of thought. <laughs> this is what I've been thinking about all night now. So, <laughs> so while this love triangle is going on, the police aliens burst through the right. wall, exploding, start shooting up the place. 
So, like, shit goes nuts. They kill almost everyone except for Roddy and uh, Keith, who managed to use one of the watches they stole off an alien to teleport to their home base. Yeah, because it opens up a little circle on the floor. Yeah. I love that it's like it malfunctioned so it couldn't teleport them, but it can open up the portal. It's yeah. kind of a cool idea. Yeah. It's just enough in addition to, but we know that it exists. Because yeah. John Carpenter's so good at world building. Yeah. Yeah, they get there and there's a big fancy banquet happening mm -hmm. and they run into uh, the foreman that was so reluctant to hire them when he thought they were just a couple of pores. I also thought it was uh, out of uh, Spider-Verse where like, it can't be that easy. Wow, it was that easy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can. You're writing the movie, John. It's fine. <laughs> But yeah, so he's like, oh, come on, guys. Right. I'll, I'll show you the toy. I'll show you around. And they're like, yeah. Oh, they also switched out the sunglasses for eye contact. Oh, yeah, yeah. So contact they're less lenses. suspicious now. Yeah. So they Love can it. see it. Um, it. Which is cool because it's not in black and white anymore, too. After that. But when contact. it cuts to their viewpoint, is it in black and white still? Uh -huh. Whenever it shows the aliens, they're kind of in black and white, aren't they? No, at least I don't know. I'm also colorblind, so I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, like, in the big shootout right before they teleported, I think, like, when it showed the aliens, it was in color. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Colorblind, but can't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then here comes another great one-liner when he's like, hey, guys, can we uh, go in there? I want to show my friends around. And we're like, stop fucking around. Where are your passes? <laughs> Keith, David, and... <laughs> Rowdy Roddy just look at each other and go, here's our passes, and just blow everyone away. <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> shoots them. Then another guard comes and shoots him. And they're like talking to the guy. And I he's love like, You don't get it. Keith David or uh, Rowdy Roddy doesn't just pull him over. He grabs him by his little goatee <laughs> and guides him across yeah. the room like, nah, bitch. Come here. <laughs> but then he. Uh, Gets away, teleports. Yeah. But he's like, you don't get it. They control the entire planet. Yeah, like, like it's not, it's that thing of like, look, I don't want to be a bad guy, but what am I supposed to do? Yeah. It's like, not be a bad guy. Start shooting up the place with snappy one-liners. Yeah. It's obviously You don't have you to do. go that far, but you could just say, no, thank you. I'll just be a human. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm getting a note from all of our future sponsors and producers. Uh, the Matt Makes Zach Watch Horror Movies podcast does not in any way endorse shooting or flamethrowing people you think might be aliens. Please seek help. Only actual <laughs> aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put on sunglasses and think you're seeing aliens. Those are only Bobby's. Yes. Bo Bobby brand sunglasses. But, uh, then they, they make their way into uh, the building that this is apparently attached to, which is the new studio. Mm -hmm. uh, and they've got their contacts so they can see who's aliens and who's not. So they're only killing aliens. And they're very nice to all the innocent humans who don't know they're doing bad. Yeah. I love it. I think that's such a good touch for yeah. like, that's who these guys are. They're definitely the good guys. Yeah. Like John Carpenter is very influenced by like old Westerns, I think. I mean, the sounds. The yeah. theme was very much yeah. Western. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's talked about it a lot. Uh, his favorite filmmaker was Howard Hawks, who made some good Westerns, yeah. you know. Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy was literally the lone wandering cowboy who oh, yeah. came into town. Yeah, in the in the 50s, it would have been John Wayne. Yeah. Not that I like John Wayne, but it would have been John Wayne. But yeah, so like then shit gets real. He finds uh, his lady as they're mm -hmm. running up to the roof to destroy the satellite. 
and, and then, uh, he runs up the stairs and then pop. She kills she, Keith David. I did, bum. Which I didn't see coming. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I, I genuinely was like when she didn't betray them at the meeting it kind of fooled me for a second i was like oh shit they didn't even go there cool all right i just assumed yeah <laughs> she would be like don't shoot me boys i'm on your side to the cops or something so yeah. i was like oh maybe she is a a, a good guy no <laughs> <laughs> straight up murdered keith david yeah i love that then he drops his gun because she's got him at gunpoint and the cops show up with a helicopter and they've got him at gunpoint. He's about to destroy the satellite and he throws down his gun, but he's got one up his sleeve, yeah, takes her out. And then what does he say? He says like, ah, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. And then just shoots the satellite. Again, not like this is a great moment for mankind resisting aliens, knowing that we are not alone in the universe and that we can stand for ourselves. No, just like. I guess I gotta do this. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Another day, I guess. <laughs> I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah. Destroys the satellite, and then everyone can see the aliens now, and I love it. Oh yeah. Then it cuts the uh, the people on TV. They see aliens. That one dude in the bar. They see. Him. I love. When it's the reporters on TV, someone who must not have known they're aliens goes, you look like shit, Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. This movie's fantastic. 10 out of 10. And it literally ends on a shot of a topless girl having sex. In the background, it says, marry and reproduce. And she looks at the TV and aliens on and she looks down alien dude what's the matter baby <laughs> and then it cuts the credits yeah he's great john carpenter yeah the best yeah and then uh we found uh my uh new actor role a scruffy blonde man yes and you male ghoul <laughs> yes <laughs> the best names i've ever seen in credits <laughs> but yeah those yeah. they live movie's great uh, it's so good. I don't know a ton about the making of this movie. Normally, mm. we have more for that segment. Yeah, but um, I do know some fun things. Um, like I said, he, that's it's not called Raw. It was called WrestleMania. That's where they met. Mm-hmm. And John Carpenter was just like apparently like such a big fan, and he pitched it to Roddy Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy. <laughs> Damn it, Zach! Obey, <laughs> marry, and reproduce, <laughs> and. Rowdy Roddy had to pass on Vince McMahon saying, I want to, who runs like WWE still. Mm. Uh, he kind of sucks. Um, he makes a good product, but he kind of sucks as a person. Um, he decided to pass on being his first movie, which went to Hulk Hogan instead. It's not good. I mean, it's really fun, but it's a bad movie. I mean, uh, you don't know Hulk Hogan for being in a good movie. so Right. I don't know. <laughs> Muppets from space. Uh, <laughs> no use in that. Uh-huh. <laughs> All the Muppets are very impressed that he's there. Uh, but Hulk Hogan also sucks. So mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> they tried to tank his wrestling career for him passing on being in that movie to be in this one. Mm-hmm. But he stuck to his guns and made this movie. And then this movie was number one at the box office, beating mm-hmm. No Holds Barred, Vince McMahon's movie. Wow. And so they had to keep him in wrestling because now he was super popular. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, the movie wasn't like a huge hit, but the movie also only cost like $2 million to yeah. make. So 
it was like, oh, this guy makes money. We have to keep him on our show. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's fun. Like I said, Jeff and Mata plays all the aliens who were yeah. uh, designed by Sandy King. Sandy King. Yes. She designed them? Yeah. She uh, helped design the aliens. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know if she made the prop or not, but I know she yeah, she helped design it. She produced the movie. Um, she unofficially co-wrote it with John Carpenter, um, as did he wanted to give credit to Keith David and Rowdy Roddy Piper as writers, but the Writers Guild wouldn't really like let him. Boo. I mean, that's that's their whole thing. So they don't, you know, so he didn't feel right crediting it to himself as writer. So it is credited to Frank Armitage, who is Keith David's character. <laughs> Which I, I kind of love as like one, like, well, fuck you then. And mm-hmm. then two, like the idea of like, oh, no, the character from this movie wrote this movie. <laughs> this is a fictional account of real events. Uh, like I said, it. he helped a bunch of homeless people out for a week, which is real nice. Yeah. I'm sure he, he probably still does more. He seems like a good person who would do charity. Yeah. So good what, guy, Carpenter. What was the uh, like public reaction to the movie, especially with all the messages and stuff? Things. The critical reaction was negative. Okay, Yet again. Oh, by the way, I love that two of the aliens in this movie are Siskel and Ebert talking shit on John Carpenter. <laughs> These movies are too violent. Uh, the film Him makers. and George Romero don't know anything about movies. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, like he's like cool with them. So that's because hmm. they love Halloween. They love yeah. a bunch of his movies, but. I'm sure he's also just like, don't call out like violence, call out the quality of the film. Yeah. Because John Carpenter's a smart person. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was fairly negative with people saying, like, oh, it's so heavy-handed, mm. it's so over the top. A pro wrestler's the main character. <laughs> you know, like the stuff you'd expect. Yeah. But the public reaction, I mean, like I said, it was number one the week it debuted. For its budget, it made like a shit ton of money. So it it did all right. Like it it pretty quickly dropped from number one because it's a yeah. weird fucking movie. Yeah. But still coming in at one. That's a good thing for your movie. Yeah. That means you'll probably stay in like the top ten for the appropriate amount of time. Yeah. In John Carpenter's words and everything, what was he trying to say with this movie? Pretty overtly is about all right. It is okay if you disagree with John Carpenter on these things. I personally quite agree with him. But it is okay if we have a difference of opinion. Don't be a dick about it. Uh, it's sort of like my, it's okay if you don't like a movie or do like a movie. It's okay if you do or don't like a president. It's pretty overtly about Ronald Reagan. Huh. The alien politician that we see in the movie that we don't see what he really looks like is giving almost a word for word uh, quoting of Ronald Reagan's It's a Morning in America ad. Mm. <laughs> like one of the aliens literally says, it's morning in America. It's a new dawn. Yeah. Which was his his uh his reelection campaign ad. John Carpenter hated like seeing like yuppies like kicking out like the working poor stuff that's still relevant today, gentrification, mm-hmm. um, mistreatment of uh, people of color, uh, the the disappearance of the working class, the rise of poverty, the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. Yeah. And he he says, like, you know, I was a teenager in the sixties, so like I was like a hippie. I was in my twenties in the seventies. So I was like a new wavy punk. Mm-hmm. And then in the eighties, all of that died. Yeah. For the sake of money. Yeah. And that's what I was watching happen to culture and art. And then also it, it to me seems to be about trying to make art within the system mm-hmm. and the idea of you have to fight for your art. Yeah. Which I would definitely guess at this point in his career was 
something that he really felt. Yeah. If you look at the fact that he could have, you know, he goes from like The Thing and Big Trouble in Little China, which are studio movies that are big bombs. So he has to make um, two movies I really like. One I like fucking love. He makes Starman, which gets a bunch of Oscar nominations, mm. not for him, but for like the actors. And he makes uh, Christine, his best score, mm. solid movie. It's based on a Stephen King book. Mm. So it's like guaranteed like this movie will make money. You'll get to keep your career. Yeah. And he could have ran towards that and just been like, look, I just want to be able to keep making movies. I'll make whatever you hand me. But instead he was like, no, fuck you. They live. <laughs> they live. We sleep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to keep having these messages in my movies. Yeah. Which I love. Like you talking about that was like the most cap- captivated I was because like John Carpenter, like fighting for art and like yeah. clicked with me too. like. Oh yeah, 80s like super like consumeristic and everything came in and like fighting for the art and like keeping that art yeah. alive like hits me right at home. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean that's why I've always connected so much to his work. Yeah. I think John Carpenter is just like an amazing artist. Like I know like I say like Wes Craven's probably my favorite horror director, mm-hmm. but John Carpenter is one of my favorite just like overall directors. Yeah. Um, For that reason, I think all of his work is kind of covertly about fighting for your art and fighting Mm -hmm. for saying what you want to say. Yeah. I think what he has said his whole career is so important. And please come on our podcast and please make a Star Wars. (laughs) Just those two things. That's all I need from you, Johnny. Can I call you Johnny? (laughs) Uh, Good movie. Solid movie. Yeah. Uh, We've fallen behind on tying these things to Tarantino. Um, Yeah. I got nothing for this one, except Tarantino likes John Carpenter. As he should. I feel like the way he constructs fight scenes is very influenced by this movie, especially in Kill Bill. So uh, I can tie it personally to Quentin Tarantino. Okay. My top two filmmakers of all time have always been Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese. Now John Carpenter's up there. Nice. Since starting Good this choice. podcast. Good choice. Top three. So now Quentin Tarantino and John Carpenter are my personal favorites. There you go. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> we did it loosely. But every single week we have a harder and harder yes. time. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. Zach, where can everybody find you? At Zach Shirk uh, on Instagram, ZachShirk.com. What about you? You can find me on just about everything as I Draw Paintings or on my Facebook page for Art, Matt Mears. And you can listen to Matt Makes Act Watch Horror Movies on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and Stitcher. YouTube has our speed art version. Uh, Tell us how we're doing on the podcast, what we can improve on, what you want to see, any horror movies you want us to watch. Is there a theme we should do? Yeah. I still haven't seen a lot of horror movies. Let Mm -hmm. me know. This theme, I don't know if we said in the beginning, is sci-fi. Oh, yeah. The theme for this month is sci-fi horror. They Live is kind of horror. I think it counts. It's John Carpenter. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, We can bend the rules all we want. I like this fucking movie. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to watch more John Carpenter. It's fine. Yeah. Since it's 2020 now, we're doing sci-fi because we're in the future. Yeah. So next, we're watching Mars Attacks. Yes. Ack. Ack. (laughs) Zack. So join us next week when we watch Mars Attacks. And Matt, my brother, life's a bitch, and she's in heat. (laughs) (laughs) It was so hard not to laugh that whole time. (laughs) Bye. Bye.